Grounded. Snuggle down and cozy up. For tonight, you explore the world of Grounded. You wake to find yourself in what seems to be a cave of sorts. You're not far from the cave's mouth, which allows a strong beam of sunlight in, illuminating the interior. You can feel its warmth as you get up and make your way to the opening. The light is so intense it almost blinds you, and you find it hard to make out anything beyond the cave's mouth. As you step out of the cave and into the sunlight, your eyes quickly adjust and the blurs of colour start to take form. You are surrounded by very tall, flat and thin green leaves. There are massive smooth rocks around you and you recognise some of the plants you can see, but they're all very very large. You're very confused and for a moment think you're on an alien planet. You realise you are in a garden but you are tiny. The tall green leaves are in fact blades of grass and the smooth rocks are pebbles. You notice the massive plants are in fact weeds and you're able to identify the dandelions, nettles, and thistles. You know at normal size that these plants would be painful, so you make sure you are careful as you approach them. As you're so small, you realise the thistles pose you more danger. They are very sharp and very strong. If you were to walk into them, you'd graze or cut yourself. You walk away from the thistles, past the nettles and towards the dandelion. You want to climb up to get an idea of your surroundings. The grass gets much denser no matter where you look, so getting a high vantage point might give you some idea of where to go and what to do. The dandelion is further away than you initially thought. You are thankful its flower is so bright and big, acting like a beacon amongst the undergrowth of the grass. There are other dandelions too, different stages of their growth cycle. You can see a puffball dandelion, one that you used to blow and watch the seeds disperse like daylight stars in the warm summer sun. You make a note of where the puffball dandelion is, and as you get closer, you notice it sits close to the yellow flower of the dandelion you're heading towards. You approach the base of the dandelion flower, and marvel at its size. It's as tall as a tree, the leaves growing from the ground up, cascading one on top of the other, creating a stairway to the bright bloom of the flower. 
You are tempted to climb up straight away, but you think it would be wise to just make sure the leaves can take your weight. As you lean on the first leaf, you hear a rustling sound and quickly turn around. You know at this size, all insects could be a threat. What may usually be harmless, like a beetle or an ant, could pose problems. You hope that by staying calm, you're able to deal with whatever comes out of the grass. You wait patiently, listening carefully. And before long, some feelers come poking through the blades of grass, followed by what seems to be a huge gardening shear. Through the grass, you can hear more shuffling before a huge head pushes out. You're terrified. It has huge crab-like pincers coming out of its face, huge white and black eyes, and it's hairy. Your brain tells you it's an insect, but you had no idea insects other than bees had hair or fur. You stay perfectly still, holding on to the first leaf of the stairway with a tight grip, ready to climb to the top if you're threatened. You remember that this is not your world, but the world of the insects, and you must respect the garden and their habitat in order not to disturb the fragile ecosystem. As the insect fully emerges from behind the grass curtain, you recognize it's a ladybird. These beautiful creatures are one of your favorites. Their spots and colors vary, and you've always known how important they are to gardeners as natural predators of pests. You take comfort in your knowledge, but you're still nervous. You've never seen a ladybird the size of a bull before, so you are still cautious. You slowly climb the dandelion until you're standing higher than the ladybird. It continues walking, and you can hear what seems to be chatter as it passes. It pauses, its feelers scouting the air before bumbling along. You realize it means no harm, and you know it's looking for aphids or green fly, as that is its primary diet. At your normal size, ladybirds look so elegant and peaceful. But at this size, you notice they're more clumsy than you thought, bumping and knocking into everything on their way. Now you're not threatened by the ladybird. You sit down and watch it disappear into the grass. It's a beautiful ladybird, with three spots on each side. It has a deep red color, and the spots are as black as the darkest of nights. You can clearly see the dividing line down its back that houses the delicate wings. 
and the shine from its shell is incredible as it walks through the sun-drenched garden. Its reflection is as clear as the stillest water and you notice there's a slight glitter to it. It's mesmerizing and you stare until it disappears back into the forest of grass. You continue climbing the dandelion and you reach the top with ease. To your surprise, the puffball dandelion is a lot closer than you'd first observed and it blocks your view of part of the garden. Not far from where you are, there is a structure that seems to have neatly and perfectly straight pieces of grass poking out, as if protecting it. And just over the top of the blades, you think you can see smoke, but it can't be. It must just be dust being picked up from the insects wandering about in the garden. But it's black smoke, not tan or brown, as you'd expect from dirt or dust. Although it looks close by, you've understood that things are not as close as you perceive them to be, especially now that you are so small. You know that it will take some time to walk there. Then you remember the puffball dandelion. You know from playing grounded that you can use this as a glider of sorts. Luckily, you know that the dandelion stem is hollow but has a very stringy outside. You can see that there is a thistle almost touching the stem. You know that the stem would be easily pierced. You rock the dandelion back and forth, hoping not to knock too many of the seeds off the puffball until the thistle pierces the dandelion stem. It's now stuck, so you gently push the stem, trying to saw through it enough for you to potentially snap it off. You want to get it hinging before you use it to glide across the grass tops. After a little while, you succeed in getting the dandelion puffball dislodged enough for you to use. Although you've been working to this goal, you suddenly realize that you're quite high up. You'd not noticed this until now, and all of a sudden you feel queasy and nervous. You forget at your size that even if you did fall, you wouldn't injure yourself in the same way as if you were your normal height. You remember learning about this in school, how the smaller you are, the greater your air resistance, which means that you don't fall as fast. This, you've been told, is why insects are fine even if they drop from a great height. Even though you remember this, you're not convinced, and you don't want to test the theory. You continue to hesitate. You know you would take this risk in the game. 
but you're not as confident as you thought you would be. As you contemplate your next move, you can feel the air around you vibrate. It's a weird sound and a feeling, and you start to feel it in your body. It reminds you of the feeling and sound a helicopter would make as it flies over. Before long, you feel a breeze picking up, and the sound is getting closer. But also, it's starting to sound more and more, like buzzing. You turn around and see a huge wasp making its way around the flowers that surround you. It won't be long before it heads your way. And there's no way you're going to wait for it to come near you. It's the size of a car. You grab the dandelion stem, run, and launch yourself into the air. You close your eyes as you leap, expecting to feel a fast drop down. Instead, you feel a slight swaying from left to right. It doesn't feel like you're moving other than the swaying motion. You know you're not on the dandelion anymore, as your feet aren't touching anything. So you slowly open your eyes and notice that you're soaring above the grass and away from the wasp, towards the smoke that you saw earlier. With the gentle breeze, you're being dragged a little off course. So you lean to one side to adjust your trajectory and find that it's quite easy to maneuver this natural glider. weight is enough to keep it stable and give you the pull you need to slowly descend to the ground. As you notice yourself losing height, you observe what seems to be a fence of grass blocking whatever it is making the smoke. The closer you get, the more you notice and before long you land next to the camp. follow the grass fence around to a small opening and squeeze through. The grass fence surrounds and encloses the small clearing you find yourself in. You're amazed to see an open fire burning underneath a leaf shelter. Next to it are what appears to be beds made from twigs and lined with dried grass, topped with the softest moss you've ever seen. Looking to the other side, you notice a huge web-like structure before realizing it is, in fact, a web. Under normal circumstances, you'd be worried about a spider's web so close to you. But you know from playing the game that this web is a dew catcher that would have been built by whomever had built this camp. It's heavy with dew, and the spider silk looks as though it's going to snap at any moment, but you know it's very strong. You start to recognise other elements in the camp, like the number of chests that are probably used to keep resources and tools. You also notice a workbench and a number of pebbles, 
bits of grass and grass ropes messily lying around. You realise that there is something cooking on the fire and it's close to burning. Instinctively, you quickly take whatever is cooking off the fire before it burns to a cinder. It's hot and heavy and you don't know how long you can hold it for, but there's nowhere to put it. The ground is strewn with planks of grass, grass rope, pebbles, and is in general disarray. You know that this mightn't be how the campers left it. After all, the camp is exposed to the elements and gets messy when no one's around to clean it. You remember that you're still holding whatever was cooking and it's getting heavier. You notice a clean blade of grass at your feet and you pick it up quickly. Wrapping the food, you put it to one side next to the fire so it's easy to see. You decide to tidy up the camp. You're not sure when the campers will be back, but you hope they appreciate a clean camp on their return. You begin by collecting the pebbles scattered on the floor, and they're heavier than you anticipate. You also notice a few shoots of weeds poking through, and you pull them out with your bare hands. They're as thick as saplings, and pulling them out requires great effort. Luckily, there are only two or three, and you make quick work of them. After collecting the grass, rope, pebbles, and taking up the weeds, you pile your hoard neatly by the fire, making sure the drier pieces of grass are further away so they don't ignite. The last of your jobs is to collect the water from the web. And it's a good thing too, because you're thirsty. You know how important it is to collect water here. So you're grateful that there's enough for you to be able to quench your thirst. Before you start, however, you admire the perfect shape of the dewdrops and the way the light playfully sparkles through, creating shadows and rainbows within the droplet itself. You carefully collect the dewdrops, each one big enough for you to immerse half your body in, and you slurp the rest directly from the web. The water is unbelievably refreshing and sweet, and you are satisfied and content. The camp is a lot neater now, and the resources are safely collected, and you know you'd be happy with coming back to a nice camp. You contemplate exploring further, but your legs and arms are heavy. The day's adventures have seen you wake from the dark, climb to the light, and fall back to the ground again. You've experienced insects up close and in a whole new way. You've discovered the majesty of the garden ecosystem. Walking amongst the incredible insects as if you were one of them. You notice a soft patch of moss, unused by the grass fence behind the fire, between the pile of pebbles you'd collected earlier. 
It's inviting. You make your way over and make yourself comfortable, hoping you can stay awake long enough to meet the builder or builders of this camp. You lay back and recount the day's events as the sky supports a sagging sun as it retreats to the horizon. You're tired now. As the sun drops, your eyes drop with it, and it's hard to resist the urge to keep them open. You slowly close your eyes and drift away, awaiting your next adventure. <laughs>